0: We are in Doctrine and Covenants section 113 and this is where they ask questions about Isaiah and got answers back from the Lord through the spirit of prophecy. And the one thing that really made me smile is I thought of in 2nd Nephi where Nephi and Jacob, his brother, quote so many of the words of Isaiah. It's like the, almost the entire book of 2nd Nephi. And they say the words of Isaiah are pleasing, Nephi says, are pleasing unto me, and those who have the spirit of prophecy will understand them, and of what great use they will be in the last days to us, that we will understand them. Well, I study the scriptures, and I brought up yesterday that talk of the 1%, and he said the 1% was five pages, and I went, wow, I I don't read five pages, and let me tell you, I'm in the scriptures a long time, (laughs) and so... Um, as he says this, Nephi says this, I always think, oh my gosh, they're not my favorite and they're hard for me. It's hard for me to understand what they're talking about. And so I grinned because I thought even Joseph Smith did not understand the words of Isaiah. But the lesson is that they dived in and that they prayed to find answers and to understand they had a desire to understand what he was talking about and it was cool recently i do this grandma scripture stories for my grandkids and it's so that scripture study will be easy for families they can put it on it's five minute stories Um, from the Book of Mormon. I had looked, and they have Bible stories on there, and this inspiration had come after my kids had been here with their three little kids, and I thought about how tough scripture study was when we had young kids, and we were always promised, you know, that you would have peace, that it would bring the Spirit into your home, and I can remember one time after we had finished scripture study and it was usually a time for me to get after my children for them to sit still quit poking each other to pay attention and anyway because we had um four little kids under the age of five and um just felt like most nights i was failing that i was getting after my kids constantly and just felt like i was not a very patient and a good mom and was not doing a good job because it didn't feel like it was bringing the spirit in our home I was getting ready for bed and in the tub, just soaking in the tub and just started crying and just pouring out my heart, just saying, this is not working. And so I must be failing. I must be doing it wrong. And the spirit said to me, "Um, why do you do it? And I thought, because it was done every day in my home. I, Erin, having been born of goodly parents, therefore I was taught somewhat in the learning of my mother and father. And it was done every day. Our home. I don't remember a time we didn't have family home evening. I don't remember a time we didn't have family prayer. I don't remember a time we didn't have scripture study. And the Spirit said to me, It is forming a habit. You do it because of the habit your parents instilled you are forming a habit. And I thought, well, thank you for saying that because if I can do this knowing it is forming a desire in my children and in a habit, then I can proceed to do this without thinking, okay, what's wrong because I'm not having this great peace in our home, our kids fight. And so I love... um. As I was preparing these grandma scripture stories, the thought came, if you could do this for your grandkids that live away, if they could hear your voice at night as their kids are putting, their parents are putting them to bed, it's five minutes, if it could be something pleasant, and they hear grandma's voice, and they learn those stories, wouldn't that be awesome? And so I started this, and then the thought came, ask other grandmas to help you, and it's been this awesome thing. Um, to focus on. And one of the things that came to me as I was going through and I came up with like 80 different stories was, you need to do second Nephi. You need to do words of Isaiah. And I thought, okay, talk about a challenge. <laughs> do words of Isaiah in five minutes for little kids. And so I spent a week really going through my notes from second Nephi and really pulling out what was reintroduced by Isaiah or re-emphasized by Isaiah over and over and over in those verses. And then I did, um, second Nephi, I had to record it several times, but the thing that was so touching to me is as I do it, this, just like seminary, the spirit will bring things out of my mouth that I had not intended, had not known (coughs) were there. If I will start in prayer And it was so cool because the thing that came out was who is your favorite prophet? If you think who is your favorite prophet and as you read the Book of Mormon, who is your favorite prophet in the Book of Mormon that you read their stories and you quote their words and they just mean so much to you. Mine is Amulek. I love that story because I've shared before Um, The spirit said to me, this is not some made up story. This is not some made up man. These are real people. And he watched his own wife and children and his neighbors be burned because of the truth that he taught. And when the angel said, bring Alma into your home and he will be a blessing to you and your family do you think he regretted that? And it was such a spiritual experience for me that Amulek is a real hero for me that I can't wait to meet and thank him for the influence he's had on me. Well, I think a lot of kids would say Nephi was their favorite prophet. I will go, I will do. Um, the Lord commanded Nephi to go and get the plates and just all of the inspiration of the broken bow and of um, his bands bursting and the patience with his brothers and their murmuring and just his righteousness and seeing the vision and the thought that came is just as he is so many or you have a favorite prophet so many people's favorite prophet Isaiah was Nephi's Nephi he was Nephi's prophet that he just loved those words meant everything to Nephi and spoke to his heart and it just changed the way I read Isaiah reading that thinking what did Nephi love about this message And what came so strongly in that is that he emphasizes again and again and again that Christ is the good shepherd, that he is the hen that will gather us under his wings and protect us, that he will deliver us, that it's referencing the second coming, that he will come again and rule and reign in righteousness and how much he loves us and every time that we repent, his hand is stretched out still, that there's never a time he cuts us off. And it was just so touching to me to look at those things that were repeated over and over and over and realize the reason Nephi so loved Isaiah is Isaiah spoke the words Nephi spoke. And that was a testimony of how much our Savior loves us, how much he wants us back. How he knew this life was a time of stretching and refining and trying. But that if we will turn and repent, there is never a time he says it's too much. And I thought, no wonder Nephi loves Isaiah. Because that's exactly what Nephi is sitting there trying to tell us. Pair with the Lord. If he asks you to do something, he will provide a way. And if it doesn't work the first time, do it again. And pray again and he will walk with you and he will help you. And if you feel like you're stuck or you're bound, pray to him for strength and he will praise him all day long. And he will strengthen you and he will help you and sometimes even deliver you. And I love that Nephi loved Isaiah because I love Nephi and I love Amulek and I love that Christ quotes Isaiah again and again as he prophesies. He quotes Isaiah using words to tell of him. He uses Isaiah's words to bear witness of him. And so what so touched me as I read this section in 113 is that Joseph Smith and these men in the school of the prophets had questions about what Isaiah meant as he talks about this root that shall come forth, which is basically the trunk left in the ground. And that is Jesus Christ and he sends out his shoots and he sends out these this branch of David, Jesus Christ, who will come and bring the gospel and bring truth. And those that root will come and grow another tree that will bear fruit, which is the love of God. And that if you taste it, you will know of the love of God and it will draw you to him and bring him to the gospel's message. And just as they said in conference, There is nothing that will cure the contention in the world, save it as the word of God, the message of God, and all of us knowing of God's love and searching for his truth. And so I love this. I hope you know the church is true. I hope you know that the Lord loves you. And I hope that is reemphasized in these words of Isaiah in this section in the DNC.